entertained? Are you not entertained? I want you to hit me as hard as you can. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dying times here. What's up, Videolanders? I'm your host, Brad Hawkins, and with me tonight are my wingmen. Cousin Wayne. Matt. Jeremy. Kyle! Quick reminder, you can find us on adventuresinvideoland.com or on our Facebook at Adventures in Videoland. We are critics with attitude, so fuck off. Also, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched any of the movies in tonight's verses and you don't want them ruined, pause the episode and come back later. And if this is your first Versus episode, then welcome to Versus. Versus is AB's fight club of sorts where we put two movies against each other and see who comes out the victor. Consider Versus the Thunderdome of movie watching where two movies enter and only one movie leaves. We use Versus to examine and discuss films we've needed to see or haven't seen in a while. We recognize a genre or director's achievements by forming a list of categories. The various category winners are awarded golden idols and the film with the most golden idols wins. Alright guys. About two years ago, we did a Terminator marathon. Five movies went um, against each other. T1, T2, T3, Salvation, and Genesis. That was a goddamn slaughter. (laughs) We got three movies out. Can you guess which ones? (laughs) Exactly. Terminator 2 won the Golden Idol that night. All right. Um, it It was a pretty... Pretty big landslide, too, yeah. um, if I remember right. <laughs> well, it went up again when we did our action movie marathon, yeah. uh, but Die Hard kind of just edged it out. So. Yeah. yeah, that one I didn't pay attention to. Uh, how bad did Die Hard beat Terminator 2? Not that. It was, it was fairly close really? between those two. The other movies felt... I can't remember. Was it between behind. those two? It was pretty much between those two. Okay. I think nice. it, was, it was like four or five votes separating them, I think. Yeah, Not so ter- Terminator 2 <laughs> is a Golden Idol winner now. But uh, it was pretty unanimous that night. Seth, myself, and Aaron... We gave T2 a lot of awards, um, but with that said, it was a hard marathon for me. Uh, T2 took most of my awards, but man, it just depends on what kind of mood I'm in, man, because mm-hmm. T2 is that uh, big tentpole, just fun action movie, but T1... It's almost like a, Alien Aliens. It, it, it kind <laughs> of yeah. is. Yeah. One or two. I mean, wonder just, why they're very similar. <laughs> yeah, I was looking back at the awards that I gave during that marathon, man, and um, you know, I'm, I was second-guessing a little bit today. Like, would I go with, you know, what T-800 would I go with? And, you know, best villain, best locations. I mean, there's there's some really cool stuff there that, you know, if I was doing this tonight, I don't know where I'd go, guys. Um, but for the most part, I went mostly T-2. Um, but at the time of the uh, Terminator Marathon, the Pantheon Council was just being designed, so the winner didn't get kicked up for consideration. So, personally, I think T-2 deserves another chance. Uh, so tonight I re- removed myself, Seth, and Aaron from the conversation. Now it's up to you four. Can Terminator 2 become a two-time Golden Idol winner? Can it beat Terminator 1 by itself with new people at the table? So I can't wait to see which film wins tonight. Did you guys enjoy watching these two films? Oh, fuck yeah. Very much, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I did, yes. I watched, I watched Salvation and Genesis. I, I really fucked up here. <laughs> This should be a, a fun conversation. <laughs> Kyle's going to win it. <laughs> so, Matt, you've been asking me to do this episode for months. I kept putting it off. So, do you think now is the right time? Yeah. So, a little while back, you posted a couple of pictures of... Don't Linda... tell them about that, Matt. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Not those kind of pictures. They weren't that bad. Uh, Linda, ha- Linda Hamilton wearing body armor and sunglasses, rocking it back as Sarah Connor in the upcoming new Terminator movie. Looking so awesome if, yep. as fuck. 
So we figured now would be a good time to revisit Terminator and Terminator 2. Man, I'll tell you what, man. Between um, her and, uh, man, uh, Jamie, Jimmy Lee Curtis coming back for Halloween this mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. there's going to be some old bitches kicking ass <laughs> in the theater. <laughs> yeah. I'm all about it. At least they're it. bringing back the good ones, man. I'll give yeah, it that. I'm all about it. Linda Hamilton, though, man, because I kept on putting it off. Like, I'm a Terminator fan, but they've really shit the bed, you oh, know, yeah. um, with T3 uh, all the way to Genesis. And um, I kept on telling Matt, yeah, I was like, we'll just wait. We'll wait because I don't think it's going to release until sometime next year, T6. We don't even have a title yet. Right now it's just T6. Um, some people have said it's just going to be called Terminator, which is weird. I, I hope they change that because then that's mm-hmm. exactly what the first one's fucking called. So I think we're going to have something else after that. But, uh, you know, I was, I was waiting for something. And that picture came out, man, like you just said. And she looks so fucking hardcore. Um, are you guys excited for a T6 at all? Or is Genesis and Rise of the Machines and Salvation... As those movies, well, I just kind of asked Matt something about that. Yeah, if he was looking forward to it, and he said he was what, cautiously, cautiously optimistic. And yeah. those are the, the perfect the words. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so, Salvation was such a dumpster fire. I never watched Genesis. Like I, You're I had not no interest. Shit. And uh, you know, James Cameron coming back to do this, and and Linda Hamilton back in, and you know, an actual you know full fledged Arnold uh, working with James Cameron. I. I, I, I will see it, but I will be cautiously optimistic. Yes, exactly. That's what the, that's what the subtitle of the movie should be. <laughs> T6. <laughs> cautiously optimistic. Well, I like this new thing that studios are trying where if the franchise sucked ass, they're trying to... Yeah, they try, they're doing the sequel reboot thing, which I kind of like, you know. Um, we'll see if they pull it off. Yeah, you love Prometheus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, like, with the Halloween movies, I don't... I actually kind of like Halloween too, right? But if I have to lose... Yeah, I, do you like how you like Halloween too? Don't you? No, you don't. Know, I don't. I, I respect Halloween for what it did for the slashers around there. But other than that, it is the most boring fucking slasher movie I've ever seen. Halloween two. Yeah, you know Halloween three. <laughs> yeah. Season of Witch. Pretty fun. <laughs> but I like what they're trying here, where they're like, okay, um, I like Halloween one and two. It looks like I'm losing Halloween two because they're going back to the original. Um, but I'm I'm willing to lose all of that garbage if they can give me a worthy sequel. And they're doing the same thing here with um, Terminator Six. Uh, Terminator Six will be a direct sequel to Terminator Two. Exactly, yeah. and I don't give a fuck about Rise of the Machines or Salvation or Genesis, so I just hope they can pull it off and do it right now, um, because this franchise needs something, and I'm hoping that yeah. this is... Well, what it. makes me nervous is if, is if this doesn't work, yeah, I, I mean, just, let's face right. it, Jesus. Terminators is fucking dead. Yeah, I mean, if this doesn't work, it's fucking done. It's shit, mm-hmm. it's down the shitter, it's gone. Yeah, I mean, it, and they have some things going for it, and they have some things going against it, like, like we said... This her look, man, with the aviator shades and the flak jacket. She just looks battle hardened and like she's mm-hmm. ready. Oh, she's ready. Whoop she's ready for <laughs> fucking <laughs> Judgment Day. She looks like it, she did like it, they just finished filming T two, and she's yeah. like, all right, let's start. Yeah, filming she looks like she's ready to yeah. kick some ass. Jeremy, are you excited for this at all? I am, and, and you know, I I think I think it could be great because if I'm James Cameron and I'm watching these other three movies. And I know he's been supportive of the movies, but what are you going to say? I'm the creator and I fucking hate it. No, you can't say that. But he's like taking notes and saying, fuck, they ruined this. Fuck, they ruined this, right? And then he's taking notes for what? How long has it been since T2 came out? 20 years, Uh, 25 years? It came out in 91, yeah. Yeah. So for the last 25 years, he's had the chance to think about this and think about what he wanted those sequels to be, and they weren't. About how bad they fucked up his franchise. And now now he can just, uh, you know, go back in time and... Be like, hey, this is how it, it yeah. should have fucking happened. Yeah. And so you, Kyle, you said all the pros. 
for me. You mm-hmm. say you know, James Cameron's back, mm-hmm. Schwarzenegger's back, all of this this cool stuff, right? What do you guys think about Tim Miller directing? He directed he Deadpool, right. Deadpool yeah. one. Uh, the guy does well with his action scenes. I think, it, you know, it, it, T two definitely has a, a lighter side to it that's comedic. Yeah. Uh, it's a, compared to one, so I, I assume they'll probably stick closer to that vein than the T eight hundred or whatever Arnold's going to be. It's probably going to be closer to his version in that than in the first one. Mm-hmm. So I think that, that that Tim Miller works. Yeah, I'm curious what that's got like. What a Tim Miller. Terminator movie looks like. Could but be then, better, could be worse. Yeah, I mean, but here's the cons for me, guys. You have Gabriel Luna. So I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. I'm going to put it in a con right now, but Gabriel Luna, he, he was an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. As and Go- we're done. As, well, as Ghost Rider. Okay? And uh, I watched a few episodes of that when they you know announced that he was going to be go- or that Ghost Rider was coming into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fucking sucks. I thought he sucked as Ghost Rider, but he is the main Terminator threat. And uh, I don't know. He does not look threatening to me. But uh, Robert I was tra- doesn't look that. Threatening. I was gonna yeah, say yeah, I yeah. tried putting myself in, in those shoes of watching T two for the first time. And yeah, Robert Patrick doesn't come off threatening until until he does. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, so I don't know what to think of Gabriel Luna as the main threat here, Jeremy. Well, the original Terminator was written to be somebody who was non threatening and that could. You know, be OJ Simpson. Well, 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 not when they cast it, but when when they originally um, wrote it, it was supposed to be somebody who could like just blend into society, and you wouldn't know they were a Terminator. And then, of course, they looked at OJ and they looked at uh, Arnold eventually. When and but but the the role he played was written for somebody to be non threatening and. Arnold just can't be that way, obviously. No. But. We're, we're going to put OJ in a white Bronco. <laughs> and I'm, I'm really curious what they're going to do with Schwarzenegger, too. Is he going to be an aged version? Not. I hope we, I hope we don't get yeah. Pop's version from Genesis. Yeah. But something interesting, guys. I was looking this up today, and Brett Azar. Does that name ring a bell at all? Mm. He was the hulking like torso in Genesis. Mm. And then they mapped over him mm. and gave a Schwarzenegger. So... Are they bringing him back as a as a Terminator? Because he's a he's a big guy. This guy could yeah. play a Terminator or a threat, or he could be an antagonist for for you know a Terminator movie easily. But are they going to do the same thing where they bring back? Because man, look at de aging now with Ant Man and Wasp. You look at the Guardians too. I mean, they're nailing that de aging stuff. So yeah. if you get um, you know Brett Azar here and just de age him. Fuck, man, we could be in for something really special for a Terminator movie. The thing is, they use that sparsely in those movies. Like, you're going to have to have a lot of Arnold if you really want to sell the movie. And Cautiously optimistic. So, looking at my speculating too much. Exactly. So, looking at my computer screen, guys, it's a tw- November 2019 release. Right. Is what it's looking okay. like. So well, it looks I'm, like you're looking at a piece of paper. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm really excited though, guys. Um, as you long stole as my stash. <laughs> yeah, I just hope that uh, Terminator Six learns from Genesis' mistakes and avoids being just a shitty mess. Yeah. Can we just we'll yeah. leave it there? Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. So that's the kind of the reason we're doing this tonight is that we're excited for T6 and we're going to see if Terminator Two because this could be the last fuck we give about the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this might be the last time we ever <laughs> <laughs> speak the words Terminator. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, Again, I'm not in this conversation, so I predict, I'm going to put this out here, I predict that Terminator 2 will win by a landslide, um, but I think this will be a fun versus. All right, so I'm going to kick back, I'm going to listen to the podcast, but before I go, Cousin Wayne, tell us about the returning champ and tonight's opponent. All right, tonight, uh, Terminator 1 versus Terminator 2. Uh, Terminator 1 came out in 1984, uh, was directed by James Cameron, starred Arnold Schwarzenegger, Linda Blair, 
Or Linda, Linda Hamilton. Blair? <laughs> what Linda, movie did you watch, Wayne? I knew what's on my mind. Linda <laughs> Hamilton, Michael Bean, and Paul Winfield. Uh, IMDb rating of 8.0. Rotten Tomatoes score of 100%. What? That is no shit. I double checked it. Huh. it yeah. Uh, Terminator 2, 1991. Uh, directed again by James Cameron. Starred Arnold Schwarzenegger. Linda Hamilton. Oh, she was better. <laughs> yeah, a little bit better. Edward Furlong and Robert Patrick. Uh, IMDb score, uh, 8.5. Mm-hmm. But Rotten Tomatoes score of 92%. Mm. Way to wow. go, Rotten Tomato. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, looks like we uh, we got a slobber knacker here. And uh, we're going to kick it off like we always do with Best Film Location, Wayne. All right. Um, best Film Location, I wasn't in it a whole lot, but I loved it. Uh, Terminator 2, Enrique's Desert Home. Oh, yeah. What cool. a perfect place to fucking hide out in the apocalypse. You were out in the middle mm-hmm. of fucking nowhere. Mm-hmm. I, I doubt any bombs are going to drop close enough to really affect you in that area. You've got the perfect underground hideout for any kind of weapons or whatever you may need. It's just a great, you know, when you're wanted on the FBI, like, you know, the Terminator and and these people are, it just seemed like the perfect fucking location. And I loved it and thought it was great. Great pick. Thank you. For best location, I went with future Los Angeles 2029, specifically the Junkyard Battlefield and the Terminator. Uh, for, For one thing, it starts off at night already. That's scary. Then you have the wrecked out cars, the wrecked out buildings, human skulls littering the littering littering the place. Like fucking like yes. ten foot mounds. Like that's a <laughs> yes. lot of people that died. Dead people. Uh, yeah. Then you have hunter killers just st- stalking all of these freedom fighters, and yeah, it's yeah. intimidating as heck. Guns are going off all over the place, and. It's one of the first locations we see in the franchise, and still one of the best, so it gets my best location. Cool. Right yeah, that was a great pick. Um, I I did T2 for this, and I did the steel smelting factory yeah. at the end. Mm-hmm. I mean... That was cool. It, it's just a, a cool location. Um, it felt very, like, real. It felt very, like, in our time, even though all this futuristic shit is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just thought that it was a, a great piece in the film for what the film's about and that's why i picked it yeah, yeah. and jeremy smart because that's what i went with the the smelting factory it's uh it sets up the the end of your movie which is is really impactful uh you know it's it's a place that our, both our terminators have to go to die that's the only <laughs> way you can fucking get rid of these motherfuckers it also uh, it harkens back to the first one with the the, the yeah, factory I mean, that they're in there but uh ups the stakes with you know fucking <laughs> thousand degree fucking metal yeah. burning everywhere and sparks and shit yeah. flying um, and you get the the cool stuff where you know uh, the T one thousand gets frozen and shit. Mm-hmm. Like so that's yeah. the one reason why I didn't like it. I kind of felt like they stole from the ending of Terminator mm-hmm. One. You know, you got the final showdown. They're you know both being chased mm-hmm. into this factory. It was cool. Right. But, I think I, think, yeah. I, I think they they upped it in the right ways though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I mean, this T two is upping a lot cool. of things from <laughs> one uh, yeah. in, in better ways. So yeah, that's what I went with. Right Up on. next, we got best character. Uh, for this one, I went. Uh, Terminator 1, and I went with Arnold Schwarzenegger as the T-800. Mm-hmm. Seeing it, I mean, you know, he did great in both of them, mm-hmm. you know, but seeing him as the bad guy mm-hmm. was just fucking awesome. He, he looks it. He's got that size. He's got that cold demeanor. Mm-hmm. It, you know, just like I said, it was kind of cool seeing him in Terminator 2, you know, kind of interacting and stuff. It was really awesome, but just this cold-blooded machine. You know, I think he just pulled it off great. I mean, he never really talked a whole lot anyways, but just mm-hmm. the way he moved, the way he acted, it, I thought he was just awesome in it. And 
That's the that's the acting. What about the character? The character right. itself. Well, that's, that's what, what we're talking about. Just this single-minded mission, mm-hmm. you know, to kill this woman. You know, you could tell it's all it's the he unstoppable. Could, machine. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there was almost a kind of a beauty to it. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing stood in his way. There were no temptations for this man. There was, or well, the cyborg. There was no no fear, no nothing. There was just the mission. That's all he gave a shit about. And like I said, you know, of course, you know, it's an evil thing to murder, but at the same time, it was just a beautiful concept to watch. You know, just that single-minded focus. You've killed someone, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> And you won't stop staring at me, and I'm very concerned for my safety now. Any more questions, Kyle? Uh, Yeah, Matt, what'd you choose? Uh, So I won the T-800, but I won with the T-800 and Terminator 2. I really like the evolution of that character. You start off, he's very robotic, only follows the mission that old John Connor gave him, and then he only follows the orders that young John Connor gives him. But then once he starts interacting with people, with John and with Sarah... He learns to be more human. His behavior becomes much more of that. And just by the end of the movie, it's like night and day how he's changed. And like the last line of the film says, uh, if because of a machine, a Terminator can learn the value of human life, maybe we can too, which is one of the big messages in the theme. Uh, one of the big themes of the movie, and it all starts with the T-800, so that's why I have to give it best character. Yeah, I did the same. Uh, Terminator 2, the T-800, Model 101. Um, I just feel like that version of Arnold's Terminator kind of sets up this world that, yes, these Terminators have already, in the future, destroyed mankind, but now we have a hope that they can be changed and that they... um, you know, that that humans can affect them. Yeah, the future isn't uh, set, as they say. Um... And so I think it sets up, you know, three further shitty movies. And, and that's really important. Oh, that's a negative. <laughs> no, but that's why I picked that character is because it, it had a lot of stuff from the T-800 in the first movie and then grows and evolves and changes. Yeah, I'm also doing T-800 from Terminator 2. I think it's it's a beautiful departure from the original. They are completely different characters, but, you know, they're obviously the same. And when I think Terminator, I don't think of the version from Terminator. I think of the version from T2, the, the leather jacket and the glasses and the shotgun. Like, that. that's what I see. I don't see, like, the, the scruffy hair. I see the flat top, you know? That's, mm-hmm. that's yeah. my version of the Terminator. And it's because that character is... You know, he's he's cold like he is in the first one still at the beginning of the movie, but he starts to soften up and he understands and it, he starts to get the, that arc and those emotions and, like, I now understand why people cry. Like, I can't, but, you know, I understand. Well, doesn't he say it's uh, the more he interacts with human beings, the more he can... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I I love the I mean the, the arc obviously is much better than just hey I came back from the past and now you have to stop me <laughs> yeah. it's like I'm coming back to the past and I'm doing everything I can to fucking defend you like and yeah. I have to sacrifice myself at the end mm-hmm. or all of this was fucking yeah. Yeah. so uh, I I love that way more and that characterization all right but what two characters together Wayne well my runner up was uh, Terminator 1, Kyle and Sarah. Yeah. I, I loved how that went up until, and maybe it's just me, 
They'd bone? They'd bone. <laughs> was it just me, or did that seem like the pity fuck of the uh, century? Yeah, 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 it's <laughs> not the most uh, loving fuck yeah. scene. Like, oh, you must have had it so rough. Mm-hmm. Here's my pussy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just to me how it seemed like it went. And I, how many times have you said that to people? <laughs> More than once. <laughs> 20 bucks is 20 bucks. <laughs> but uh, at the end, I went with, even though uh, you know it was Terminator 2, even though the Terminator in, in Terminator 2 wasn't my favorite, I loved how him and John Connor interacted. Mm-hmm. See, I don't feel like uh, you know the T eight hundred from T two would have been as much fun or as interesting to watch without John Connor. Right. So the two of them together, I thought made a great duo. You know, here you've got this cold blooded machine, like in the first one, but he's with a human child that he's protecting. Yeah. And you know, and John never had a father figure. Is interacting with him, trying to teach him things, and at the same time, you know, even though you know. T-800 is not, you know, specifically teaching him. He's still learning mm-hmm. from him just the way that he's learning from John. Yeah. You know, and just, just what every little scene with them in it was just great. I, I loved their interactions. I also agree with you. I went with John Connor in the T-800 and Terminator 2. I'm not a huge fan of Edward Furlong's performance in the movie. Sometimes comes across a little melodramatic um, and uh, not entirely convincing, but... Yeah, Edward Furlong and Arnold Schwarzenegger work really well off each other. Uh, starting off at the beginning of the movie, uh, of course, John Connor is afraid of the T eight hundred because he doesn't know exactly if he's gonna if he's here to help him or kill him. But then uh, he once he realizes that the Terminator can follow his commands, he starts to treat him like a toy. He says, "Well, stand on one leg, beat up these bullies," but very quick. As soon as the Terminator tries to kill those bullies, he realizes, no, you can't do that. And uh, John starts to take the Terminator much more seriously. And from there, their friendship just develops further. Yes, he uh, John also teaches the uh, Terminator like uh, human lingo, like no problemo and uh, hasta la vista. But uh, for the most part, like you said, Wayne... Um, the Terminator teaches John the hard truths about war and uh, like human frailty, and it's 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 beautiful to watch um, John Connor become much more sober about it. But that's what he needs. He needs to be able to grow up. He can't just be a kid anymore. Especially like his mom tells him, "You're going to have to be this future uh, freedom fighter. You have to step up your game." And so as the their relationship progresses by the end, when they do have that final farewell. It's so convincing because that moment is really earned. So yeah, they're the best duo for me. I um I picked Sarah Connor and Kyle Reese from T one. You like the uh, pity fuck? It's fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like the pity. No, um, I just think that they are so symbiotic with each other because Kyle Reese is coming from this future where he's kind of like the Terminator, right? He doesn't have a lot of human interaction. He doesn't get it, and then he's thrown into this world of the eighties where. Um, <laughs> There's people everywhere, right? He doesn't know what the fuck's going on. People think he's insane. Um, and then Sarah, she's kind of weak at the beginning yeah. of the first yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's got the attitude, right? But she really... She's still damsel in distress. Yeah. She yeah. needs mm-hmm. him because there's a fucking killing robot coming after her. Mm-hmm. And so they really have to play off each other. They have to... If they're not teamed up, neither one of them makes it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going T-800 and John Connor. Um, I liked that dynamic where it's, you know, the T-800 is acting as not only a bodyguard, but a father figure, yeah. almost like a giant pet, too. Mm. Like, they have the, they have this uh, relationship, and they, when you're talking about duos, like, they 
they need each other. I mean, the, the T-800 literally needs John Connor or he yeah. wouldn't be there. Uh-huh. And and John Connor needs a T-800 to survive because uh, he would have been fucking toast, like, mm-hmm. immediately. Um, I, I, I like their just quick banter and just the... And you said it, like, you, you don't like Eddie Furlong in this, and a lot of people criticize him in this, but I, I like the performance because of what it is. He has to be that, like, shitty little bratty, weird fucking kid at the beginning to to be able to mature and become the John Connor that becomes this badass soldier that leads, you know, the resistance against the machines at the end. Um, and and he, he gets some of that from the T-800, he, but he gets it, you know, a lot from his mom, too. So, um, yeah, I it just the T-800 and, and, and John Connor dynamic, the, the quick witty banter, and just, like, just teaching this, like, Frankenstein's monster how to just live <laughs> in the real world is, is a fun thing to watch on screen. Who's the best villain, Wayne? Uh, I went with T1, Terminator, you know, 800. Mm-hmm. Just, like I said, he's just the perfect cold-blooded killer. You know, it, it's robot. I mean, that's all he's out to do is to pretty much, by killing, you know, this woman, he's destroying the future of humanity. I mean, just everything. I mean, there's not going to be any chance, nothing. You know, the Skynet is just going to take over. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a pretty badass villain. You know what I mean? You're, you're going to literally pretty much... Wipe humanity out. Mm-hmm. Don't get any more hardcore than that. <laughs> I agree with you. I went with the T hundred in the Terminator. As Kyle Reese says, he'll find her. It's what he does. It's all he does. Uh, just starting with the physicality of him. He's big. He's strong. He's durable. And then moving on to his skill set. He knows about weapons. He can use any kind of weapon. He's great at searching for people. Yes, it's methodical. He has to actually use a phone book, but he eventually finds you, and eventually he's going to try to kill you. But the kicker is, once he does kill you, he doesn't just leave you. He empties a full clip into you (laughs) just to make sure you're dead. And that's pretty badass, so I have to give him my best villain. That's intimidating as hell. Is it just me, or does he almost kind of have a sense of humor in some parts? Like when he he goes to get the weapons at the. I don't think it's 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 it's, you can't do that kind of comedy. It's it's so it's so unfunny (laughs) that it becomes funny again. I um I went a different way. I went with the T one thousand Robert Patrick and T two because he didn't have the menacing like physique, but he was still menacing. Right, Mm -hmm. his performance still. Uh, I mean, that would scare the shit out of me if I shot him a couple times and then he just healed right up and kept coming um, and could disappear into the crowd. Uh, Arnold's not disappearing anywhere, right? I'm going to see him fucking coming. But um, Robert Patrick's, he could transform his shape. He could, uh, you know, they both could transform their voices. But um, he could be anybody, anywhere, anytime, and you're not going to be able to kill him. Uh, That was the best villain for me. I agree with Jeremy. I mean, Wayne, you said that the T-800 is a perfect killing machine. No, the yeah, T-1000 is a perfect killing <laughs> yeah. machine because you can't stop it. It just keeps fucking coming. It goes through fucking bars. Like, well, you can't, I, I like, think they stopped it pretty good at the end there. Yeah, I mean, you can't even, like, barricade it. Like, it just fucking goes through <laughs> shit. Like, he turns his hands into fucking samurai swords and goes through your goddamn throat. Like, the motherfucker is, like, he blends in with the crowd and, like, it, it's hard to remember this because I'm pretty sure T2 is ingrained in all of us, but and and we know that Arnold's the good guy too. But like yeah. when you start watching this movie, if the first time you saw this, you would have thought Robert Patrick's T1000 was the good guy. He yeah. was the human coming back to save John mm-hmm. Connor, and that was the intent. Yeah. And then they fucking switch roles, and like 
So he does that like great job of being able to look like he could have been the the savior and the hero, mm-hmm. and also comes off as a guy who doesn't look like he could be the villain and fucking kills it. Like because he's just so fucking menacing, and he blends in with the crowd. He just fucking kills a cop and takes his uniform. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. pretty fucking cool. Like kills the fuck. It's like fucking there's milk going through goddamn stepfather yeah. Todd right. Todd's head. <laughs> he, he just Todd, fucking just murders yeah. people just for the fun of it. Like. <laughs> That's yeah. That's way more menacing and, and antagonistic for me. Yeah. So I do. I do want to say that yes, I do think the T one thousand is the best Terminator. He's uh, much stronger. He's more durable. He's tougher to kill. He has a greater skill set. But I picked the Terminator to be the T original T H entry because he's just so much more vicious. I felt he's much more a villainous character. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Yeah. You're wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wrong. All right. Best hero. Uh, Runner-up, I, I went with uh, Terminator 1, Sarah Connor. I mean, mm-hmm. let's, she took that shit pretty well. Yes. I mean, let's face you're going to be yeah. the mother of, you know, the child who saves the future. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she kind of flipped that a little bit, but she, but at the end, I had to go with Sarah Connor and, and Terminator 2. Yeah. Uh, to, I mean, she tried to do everything to prevent this. You know, I mean, she even went to go try to, and you say it's right or wrong or whatever, but to kill the guy... Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Dyson, who started all this. I mean, yeah. you know, she's always trying to look after John, too, mm-hmm. like the Terminator. And she just seems to do everything she can to, you know, prevent the extinction of humanity. And, and she gets it herself because she herself is human. And John, you know, I mean, yeah, he does mature towards the end there and so forth, but he's still a kid. And to me, mm-hmm. she is the hero. Fate is what you make it. Yeah, very good pick. Yeah. I went with uh, Kyle Reese in The Terminator. Uh, he's a human for one, so he's already uh, kind of disadvantaged there when he first arrives in, back in the past because he has to go up against this Terminator. Uh, he's in very bad shape when we first see him. He's in pain. He's, he's disoriented, so he has to use his quick wits and his improvisation in order to steal clothes, steal weapons. But he does it because he's just tenacious in that way. And then when he meets up with Sarah Connor, he has to convince her through his words. And through his actions that she should stay by his side so he can protect her. He does that as well. And finally and at the very... Don't forget that, that too. <laughs> and he creates the person who sends him back into the past. So, yeah. Also we, fucking weird. Also <laughs> weird. But it works. To an extent. Um, but then at the end he has to... He sacrifices himself so that Sarah Connor can live. And it turns out he makes it easier for her to kill... The Terminator. So he's just a great hero from beginning to end, top to bottom. So I have to give him my best hero protagonist. I went with Sarah Connor, um, and I went with T One Sarah Connor. Uh, I think that that you know when, when we have a lot of movies out here right now, and and in the last decade that have said, well, is a vigilante really a hero? Um, and I yeah. think in T2, she's a vigilante, right? She's yeah. hardened. Mm-hmm. She's killing people. She's going to do what she has to do yes. to get the outcome that she wants. Mm-hmm. But as far as being a hero in T1, she gets told everything that's going to happen. And she has to make a moral decision that even though I could change fate, uh, I could just let the Terminator kill me right now. That'd be a lot fucking easier. Um, she makes the decision that, okay, she's going to have John Connor, she's going to let this play out, and then she's going to try to stop Judgment Day um, in the future. And I think that that makes her more of a hero because it is this moral dilemma for her, whereas when we meet back up with her in T2, she's more hardened, she's that vigilante, and yeah. um, and she you know is willing to make the bad decisions there. 
Yeah, and that's kind of the reason why I didn't go with Sarah Connor in T2, because I felt, well, kill, trying to kill Dyson wasn't a very heroic move. move. And you could argue about whether or not she deserves to kill her captors in the Metal War, because they did treat her horribly, but it is still vigilante-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I did go with okay. her, though. Um, I think, uh, to me, I say this a lot when we come to hero protagonist category, but it's it's characters thrust into positions that they just really kind of aren't prepared for, typically. But this one, she she is prepared for it. She's, like, building herself up for it, and it's such a departure from herself in one. Like, it, it's almost two different characters. Mm-hmm. It almost it seems like two different fucking actresses yeah. because that character's so different. And she takes on this, like... I, I have to be this vigilante, and I, and her her ends do justify the means. Honestly, it's the extinction of the entire human race just to kill one man. Like, yeah, it seems shitty, but I'm kind of on her side. Put a fucking bullet in Dyson's head. Yeah, that's, what, yeah, that's what a hero everyone. does. They, they, they make that hard choice. Exactly, and, and that's that's why it came down to that. because And then she also has to make that heroic decision to not fucking kill him mm-hmm. and, you know, be human and and not be the things that are out to kill her but to actually have like emotions and and thoughts and and put some reality and stakes into what she's doing so putting herself into bad situations and and convincing herself that her humanity is more important in the end so that's why i'm with her Wayne, best kill. People die in these movies. Which one is the best death? <laughs> there were a lot of them. I thought were pretty fucking cool. Uh, Terminator One. You know, at the very beginning, that punk getting his guts ripped out. That was yeah. pretty cool. Uh, Terminator. The one that almost got it for me. The real runner up. Terminator Two. You know, the guy's just drinking a gallon of milk, and next thing you know, he's got a blade right through his fucking skull. Yeah. And his wife. That you know. It's looks a half like his gallon wife. of milk. Yeah, whatever. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that's what no, 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 <laughs> drinking out of a gallon <laughs> jug. Hey, I've done it. That would have gotten the best kill. <laughs> but at the the one that I just... I, it wasn't bloody or violent in any way, shape, or form. But uh, <clears throat> when the T-1000 gets into the helicopter, looks at the guy and says, Get out. <laughs> yeah. And without hesitation, the guy yeah, just says, dope. Fuck it. Jumps yeah. right out and falls to his yeah, death. What's he going to do? Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just... Was so quick and, and, and funny at the same time. I, I, I love that as a kill. You know, you're a passenger. Just think, you're a passenger here in the helicopter, and this liquid metal thing just slides in, looks at you, and says, "Get out." Hmm. I'd have fucking jumped yeah, too. It's like, well, yeah. what, what are my chances? Right. <laughs> I, I, I just thought it was a great kill, and it came out of nowhere. It was quick and just a lot of fun to watch. I dig it. Yeah. For best kill, I went with Sarah Connor killing the T-800 by crushing it under the hydraulic press in the Terminator. That it's was pretty It's a very badass. successful kill. I mean, this Terminator half-torso is crawling after her. And even, even uh, incapacitated like that, it still can catch up to her. And she has to do everything she can to get from underneath the hydraulic press because she's injured. And even when she does get to safety, she's not still not safe because the man just grab a hold of her. So he has to struggle up to press the button and crush it, and then she ends it with the iconic line, "You're terminated, fucker." Yeah. It's just great, great <laughs> kill. That's why I have to give my my, my best kill. Such know. a cathartic payoff. Mine goes to Terminator One as well. Um, different kill though. Okay. I went with the police station kill. So Arnold goes into the police station. Yeah. He's talking mm-hmm. to this desk job cop yeah. who doesn't give a shit, right? <laughs> goes back outside, gets a car, drives it straight into him, <laughs> kills him, and then I counted it up. As he goes through the police station, he kills 16 more people. Yeah. Nice. Um, and the reason that got my best kill 
is because the Terminator is so equipped to kill very easily in any yeah. way, but it showed that he also is kind of sadistic in the yeah. way he does it. I mean, yeah. he could have just re- reached through the glass and killed the guy, but he decides to go back outside, yeah. grab a car, <laughs> drive it through the entire building, and smash him. Yeah. You, get the great, awesome you know, kill. just the... It, kill lines usually like <laughs> happen immediately after, but that's a kill line, and then like, oh, we got a few seconds before he's gonna fucking <laughs> die too. I'll be back. All right, cool. Um, for me, I went with what Matt said. The okay. the T eight hundred getting crushed in the press is is a cool way to end that movie, that and it and I love that it you know T two doesn't happen without that particular death because yeah. the arm has to survive yeah. and and become a thing. Um, so I really love that that it sets up a whole nother movie just off of that fucking kill. And it looks really good. That's, like, I think one of the best-looking parts of the movie is the, when the yeah. when the T-800 is just, like, fucking crawling mm-hmm. after her and just gets fucking just smushed down. It's just... It's a cool visual. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. Wayne? All right. Oh, we come down to our uh, favorite category. The a lot of people's favorite fuck? category. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, you know, there weren't a lot of these for me. I mean, they're both pretty badass yeah. movies. Yeah. But the one thing that just bugged the hell out of me, and, and I like the way they did it, but it, uh, Terminator is it, 2. Is this a runner-up, or is this your one? This is it. Oh, this is straight up? Okay. Yeah. Does anybody have any runner-ups before you, you I have that? a couple runner-ups. Okay, do, do some runner-ups. So I have two from the Terminator. Uh, first, Sarah being in love with Pugsley the Iguana is a little bit weird. I mean, I get how people like lizards, but, I mean, I prefer cats and dogs. You know, that's your thing. But really, from that movie, the biggest, the biggest like, so the big runner-up, is Matt's dirty talk to Sarah and Ginger. He sounds like a freaking silly serial killer. I know that's the point, but still pretty fucked up. I just have to say that. take the buttons off your blouse yes. one by one. Sarah? <laughs> yeah, that's a great line. Jeremy, yeah. any runner-ups? My runner-up was just John Connor's attitude in T2. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it was just misplaced. It's like, what What are you pissed off about? He's <laughs> yeah. yeah. no mom. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. Of course he's but, pissed off. Yeah. He's a fucked up little Neither did Voldemort, and he turned out fine. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I only had one runner-up, and it's from T2, and it's when Sarah Connor is, like, escaping barefoot. It's it's just one of those things, like, I love, like, sound. I went to school for film, and, like, sound was my favorite stuff, so I noticed, like, stupid little sounds. And when she's running, it's the sound of, like, fucking hard shoes, like, smacking, <laughs> like, ground, and I'm just like... She's barefoot, and this is just like really fucking yeah, weird clock, sound. Clock, clock, and she, clock. Yeah, Jeremy. Jeremy does audio stuff. I'm sure you you picked up on it as well. It's just one of those things. It's just like it just throws you off if you're paying attention to it. All right, Wayne. Now we can get to the, we can get to our winners here. Uh, Terminator Two taking so many ideas from Terminator One, especially the ending. Now I, I loved how they did it in Terminator Two, but to me, I, I felt like they could have done something else just as good, except for just completely ripping off the end of Terminator One and it. I, I don't want it to bother me because I do like how they did it. You know, it's pretty mm-hmm. fucking badass, but it, it just bugs. Like, like James couldn't come up with something better, you know, or something new or different mm-hmm. to do this with, and I, I just felt like it was a rip. <laughs> All right, so my biggest what the fuck, I saw it coming because I'd seen the movie before, but it's when the orderly licks Sarah Connor's face while she pretends to sleep. It's just really yeah. still a creepy, really yeah. fucked up thing to do. And especially just his look. It's like a clinical look. He just licks it and he says, hmm, all right. 
Yeah, that, that was cool. But, I mean, it's really <laughs> fucked up. That's the way he seems to think about it. He's cool. just like a casual thing to him, you know? Yeah. But it's really fucked up. Yeah, he does that shit all the time. Yeah. He's bucking. He's here to fuck. <laughs> Every patient. Uh-huh. Uh, we've, we've mentioned mine uh, already in the podcast, but my biggest what the fuck was the sex scene in Terminator 1. Yeah. I mean, and for a couple different yes. reasons, right? <laughs> Why was he doing so much boob grabbing? Yeah, that was his only move. It didn't make sense to me. Right. He doesn't know women in the future. He doesn't know what boobs are. Well, but like, I mean, gotta play with these. For, like, for, for, for filmmaking, we I'm wanted, gonna die soon we wanted to see more of the boobs, right? Yeah. If, if that if that was the if that was supposed to be a sexy scene, um, I didn't get it. And then at the end of it, they have this like slow hand release where they're holding <laughs> right. hands, and it's like fading out. And like I think that was supposed to tell us that hey, they're in love now, but we hadn't. Like led up to that, I just thought yeah. for a movie that that was so good. Otherwise, that was such a crappy way to like progress the plot. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that was my what. It's the fuck. like they were just like, oh shit, we forgot she has to get pregnant at some point. <laughs> oh fuck, just, you're here, Michael. You do it. <laughs> um, as long as I get to grab her boobs yeah. a lot. <laughs> for me, it kind of comes back to that, but it's just like how kind of screwy the timeline is because Kyle Reese has to go back in time. To create the man that leads him into war, mm-hmm. but like he wouldn't exist unless Kyle Reese went back in time. <laughs> Kyle Reese can't go back in time unless it's it's just like a big like weird sick like which mm-hmm. came first the chicken or the egg kind yeah. of fucking mm-hmm. shit. And it's like it just like it throws me off and and, and it hurts to think about it. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's why I gave it my my what the fuck because I'm just always like God what the what the fuck yeah I say I say that I say mm-hmm. that very mm-hmm. nice. No, Wayne, most movies have music involved in them that, that set mood and, and set up a scene. What has the best score soundtrack? To me, this one was easy. Uh, Terminator 2. I mean, Terminator 1 was good. Sure. But Terminator 2 took pretty much the same fucking thing and added some great stuff to it. I loved it. And, you know, you got a little Guns N' Roses mixed in there, too, you know. Yeah. Which was, yeah, okay, I guess. But I, I do, I, I love... Uh, it is. It's just so much more than what Terminator One is. So much more to it. Uh, sounds like much more instruments, you know, and, and mood settings, and yeah, it was just fucking easy. Terminator Two. <laughs> yeah. For best score soundtrack, I also have to go for Brad Fidel for Terminator Two. It uses the same themes as the first Terminator, but it's it feels richer. Uh, and there's a lot of other great music as well. And you could be mine by Guns N' Roses is better than anything from Triangles in the first movie. <laughs> I'm not a Guns N' Roses fan, but I will go with that for <laughs> sure. <laughs> I went with Terminator 1 just for the Terminator's main theme. Mm-hmm. I thought it was it fit the character so well. It was so menacing. And then they reuse it in the second one when he's not the villain, and it still works. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So that's why I went with that piece of music is because I thought it was the best single piece of music that they did for score, and it worked throughout the first movie and was able to be reused in the second. Okay. A really good point. Yeah, actually, it is. <laughs> it's, having, it's having me think. No, no, I'm, I'm gonna stick with T two. Uh, I think, I think just, just overall, I think throwing in like the modern music kind of helped it out a little bit because it was like, I mean, granted, the first movie is like a sci fi thriller, uh, sci fi action, and, and the second one's like a comedy action type Some movie. Drama throwing. Yeah, in. so like it, they're two different genres, so like. The one needs its sci-fi music, and the other one kind of needs like a little bit lighthearted, fun music. But I, 
I prefer the lighthearted fun music, you know, and and the theme does play well for him as a villain and as for for a hero, and that's a testament to to the first one. But uh, you know, I, I just I'm just pulling it out for the second. I think just barely. Yeah, for for me, when we come to this category. It never is confusing for me, but for this one, we do best score or soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Like, and this one, if I was picking best soundtrack, yeah. I would have gone with T two, but right. best score, yeah. I went with T one. Right on. Um, right. Which this is the only time I've ever had that dilemma. Okay. Happens and never will again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. right, movies would be boring if people didn't talk in them. They would suck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they I've would seen, just have music. <laughs> I've seen the artist. So, what is, what is the best quote from you? Uh, Terminator 2, uh, John Connor, the future's not set, there's no fate for what we make ourselves. Here you have this sci-fi, well, at the time, you never thought it could happen, type movie, but here, here's a piece of realism, you know what I mean? No matter what's going on in, in our present future or whatever, I mean, nothing is set. You know, I, I personally don't believe in fate, it's what we fucking do for ourselves that decide mm-hmm. our future, and it, I love just how he said it, and the words are perfect. I mean, it's it's almost a life lesson, yeah. I think. You know what I mean? Okay, so best quote, I also went with Terminator 2, but I went with, I know now why you cry, but it's something I can never do. It's just such a poignant quote, and it works on a couple of different levels. First, just if you read at face value, he's learned to be, he's learned more about what it means to be human, but he laments that he cannot do that. But on another level, it's, the the T800 saying goodbye to John Connor and not mm-hmm. wanting to do that. So you know he's really feeling bad about it. And that's how you know how close they've grown together. So it's just a great quote. Yours were much deeper than mine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My best quote, I thought it was in T2. Yeah. Um, and it progresses the plot, I think, but John Connor is teaching the T-800 all the street lingo, right, ever, right. And, and, you know, he's kind of insulting him on how dumb this robot is. He's calling him a dickwad, <laughs> and he's teaching him this, these things, and then at the end, the T-800, uh, is learning from him, and, you know, he's like, uh, John Connor's like, you know, and if somebody's, you know, really freaking out, just tell him to chill out, and, and, and you know, then you can combine all these different things I've taught you together, and he tells him, chill out, dickwad, and, like, <laughs> I just thought that was such a <laughs> funny quote, You're getting it. but he is doing, like, he's understanding yeah. the yeah. humanity mm-hmm. in it, um, so that was my favorite quote. Yeah. Chill out, dickwad. <laughs> uh, you know, I also went very simple, and... It, and there's a reason it's such an iconic line, and it's "I'll be back." It's one mm-hmm. of the greatest like kill lines. It's 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 a line that he fucked up when he said it because the line's supposed to be "I'll come back." Like he's just like, "Yeah, we're busy right now," and he's like, "All right, I'll come back." Instead, he's like, "I'll be back," which is way more fucking intimidating. Yeah. And like, but it's also at the same time kind of like, "Okay, you'll be back, whatever." Mm-hmm. And like, and then just fucking drives that car. It's such a, it's such a beautiful line because it's so intimidating but so innocuous at the well, same time. I love time. how he leans in when yeah, he says Yeah, he just it like too. does that slow. Mm-hmm. I'll be back, and it's like, yeah, everyone knows I'll be back. You yeah. know that line because right. it's a really fucking good line. Sometimes you know the simple shit works, and you could say, oh, it's you know on paper that's not a great line, but quotes are contextual and like it fucking is great here. So I'll be back. Best no, I didn't mean I will be back. I wasn't oh. leaving. Wayne. <laughs> hey, if you need, you gotta take a piss, man. Yeah. You do what you do. Hey, those quotes have to go somewhere. <laughs> Sometimes they go into a screenplay. What's your best screenplay, Wayne? Uh, for me, Terminator One. <laughs> uh, I, 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 you know, I love Terminator Two. It was great, great screenplay and everything. 
But the originality of Terminator 1, I mean, just the whole... I mean, you, it, they really set them up. Maybe, yeah, granted, very, very shitty sequels. But it set everything up, you know, about this war in the future, Skynet taking over. And yeah, Terminator 2 was about that, you know, except for saving John Connor again, mm-hmm. except this time, you know, he was, had been born. So I really want to determine just the originality and how well-written and how great of a storyline and how open-ended it is. You know, let's. Uh, I, I don't know if they... I should look more into it. I don't know if they planned... I don't think they did plan a sequel for Terminator at all. I mean, it took, what, 11 years or yeah. something like that? Yeah. Eight years? Seven. And so it just, to me, and like I said, I loved how open-ended it was. You know, mm-hmm. left the viewer going. Uh, it was just beautifully written, especially at that time, and there wasn't a whole lot of new shit coming on, you know what I mean? And it just, like I said, just so fucking original. You know, you got a little sci-fi. You, got, you even got a little horror element going on in here. This is beautifully done. Okay. For best screenplay, though, I went with James Cameron and William Wisher for Terminator 2. You have so many different elements in it. You have the reprogrammed T-800. We've already talked about a lot about that, how such a great character it is, uh, how it, it manages to comment uh, about humanity so well. You have the deadly T-1000, who's even more dangerous than the first Terminator, and that opens up so many options for cool action sequences. You have a stronger Sarah Connor, both physically and as a character as well, just the depth to that character and how it improves uh, the film so much. Then you have the commentary about AI, about human complicity in creating that AI and then leading to humanity's own destruction. There's just a whole lot going on. I think it works really well, and that's why I have to give it best screenplay. I went with Terminator 2 as well. Uh, Terminator 1, love the movie. I think that they took a lot of happy accidents and they made great things out of them in T1. Hmm. T2 was just so much more polished for me. They wrote a good movie and they knew it and then they executed on it. Hmm. Um, That's why T2 got it. Uh, I went with the Terminator, uh, the original. I think it's, it's this good mix of a complex seed for a movie that does follow like a very simple sort of plot once you start get rolling you know it's like i i'm from the future i'm here to kill you and you're not going to fucking stop me it's it's very simplistic um, in the way it's done but it's it's there's so much backstory that you know you're is is like written somewhere there's like a fucking bible that james cameron has <laughs> of like shit that's going on and you know sure the little Kyle Reese fucking Sarah Connor and creating John Connor thing is a little weird and screwy, but I, I'm okay with that. And I think T2 does borrow from Terminator uh, a decent amount. I think it I think it improves on it, um, but it's not able to be there without the, the placeholder there in the original. So, okay. Terminator. Right on. Uh, best special achievement uh, for me, I went with Terminator 1. I mean, to see, you know, the, uh, the skeleton of the T-800. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, like I said, it didn't have a huge budget. No. You know, not not at all. Yeah. And just looking at this, it was like, wow, that's a great... Spe- I mean, some of the other special effects were shitty. You know, like the r- obvious rubber mask of Arnold Schwarzenegger trying to gadget, do his eye thing and everything. But the way they made the Terminator look without the, the human part, you know, the flesh and stuff, you just had this metal figure. And it just did a brilliant, brilliant job with such limited resources, limited funding, and they managed to make this thing look absolutely real uh, no cgi yeah. old school special effects uh 
it, done perfectly. Yeah, and that's a big credit to Stan Winston who designed mm-hmm. the character. So it's yeah, great. Yeah, I was going to bring him up again later too. Yeah. It's... <laughs> but I went with uh, the morphing of the T one thousand and Terminator two as my best special achievement. It's a very important breakthrough in CGI. Uh, morphing had been done in previous films like in Willow that was one of the first instances but the morphing here is a lot better there are some cases where it's a little bit uh, iffy compared to what we expect out of films today but back then it was just amazing Mm -hmm. and just I especially like how well they used it for that character and how morphing really fit with that character how inventive they used it like when the T-1000 morphs into the the checkerboard floor that works Mm -hmm. great and just using the knives and what they did with that. So it's it's that's why I guess my best special achievement, not only for the technology, but how they used it to further the character. Really, really good stuff. I like to always do something fucked up for my special achievement. <laughs> I like to do some research on, on the film and find something just crazy that happened. Um, so T1 gets my special achievement because of how James Cameron was able to leverage the script. So Arnold got delayed nine months for Earth... Well, the the movie's filming got delayed nine months because Arnold uh, was in contract to do Conan 2, and the other director just Mm -hmm. fucked James Cameron over. So he took the script for T1 and started selling himself around around Hollywood, and that's how he booked Aliens and Rambo 2 was from the (laughs) T1 script because he's like, fuck, I can't make this movie right now. But it's going to get me success elsewhere. Cool. Um, yeah. so. He ended up selling the script for a dollar to his like wife at the time, who was a producer, <laughs> who ended up producing the movie. So, yeah. pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Very awesome. Um, my special achievement, I went with, like Matthew did, the T-1000. Uh, it, it does look a little dated now, but at the time it was really cool. And there are still some shots in it that don't look dated. It mm-hmm. still yeah. looks pretty yeah. cool. Well, that, like, going to the bars, floor, the checkerboard floor still looks good. Yeah. Going to the bar still looks pretty yeah. good. Like, the time he gets shot in the head still looks pretty fucking mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Um, so there's there's just some better effects. Now, obviously, a budget uh, was involved in T2 yeah. that was not involved <laughs> yeah, in Terminator. Right. Um, but they, they made the best of that and, and did a really good job of creating this new menace instead of just having the same, like, giant guy chasing down people. They made it you know, like, oh, we can make him look non-threatening, but give him an element that, you know, a big hulking badass wouldn't have, and that's the ability to just morph and, and do shit, which yeah. is really fucking cool. Right on. Uh, best supporting. This one, that I did, I kind of went off the grid, so to speak, on this one. I went Terminator 1, uh, Paul Winfield. He played uh, Lieutenant Ed Trexler. Mm-hmm. He, he was the guy that played with Lance Henriksen there at the police station. I wanted to see so much more of his character. You know, I, if, I, if I were to rewrite Terminator 1, I would have it so that he did not get shot up in the police station and he ran off mm-hmm. with uh, Sarah and Kyle. I would I mm-hmm. want to see so much more of his character. You know, I thought it would have been great if, like, oh, he, you know, the Terminator missed or whatever, he survived and they took off with him. Because he seemed to have such a... His character seemed so smart and he played yeah. that well. Huh? You know, he's almost the type of guy that, you know, he would accept what was going on. And he, you know, he could be a great asset to the two of them and helping them survive. So just sadly enough, he wasn't in it very much, and uh, he got wiped out in the police station. Yeah. Right. But loved him. Definitely wanted to see more of him. Well, I also went with off the grid, and I went the same way. Paul Will Winfield Hell as yeah. Lieutenant Ed Traxler in the Terminator. He's uh, the character is a guy who cares about his vi- the victims of crimes. He's a world weary cop, but still dedicated to his job. 
he looks at the world through a wryly funny lens, so he's he's got that gallo humor going on as well. Mm-hmm. I just felt he brought such a humanity to the role, and especially in the film where you're talking about fighters going up against the Terminator, he's just this regular guy, really good cop, just trying to do the best he can for people, and I just appreciate it so much. So that's why I had to give my best supporting. I uh, went right in the middle of the grid, on the grid, right. far on the grid. <laughs> I went with Robert Patrick yeah. in T2 for the T-1000. He just, I even think he played the unfazable Terminator better than Arnold did in the first mm-hmm. movie without having 60 pounds of bulk on top of him mm-hmm. and being the world's strongest man and <laughs> all that shit. He just, I think he just was unfazable and scary despite not having... Uh, you know the the body that Arnold does. Um, I I was so close to going Robert Patrick, but I ended up going with Arnold Schwarzenegger in Terminator Two. Um, because okay. he is that support for you know Eddie Furlong and for Linda Hamilton, and it's so great to see what he did in Terminator and how he completely ups his game for T Two, <laughs> yeah. like. There's not a whole lot of acting for him to do in Terminator, and, and it's not always great when he is doing it, but everything he's doing in T2, I'm fucking eating up, and I love it. I love that he's he's the cold, calculated guy, but he's also, like, this wryly funny individual. He's got, when he tries to copy the smile, fucking makes me laugh every goddamn time, and he sells the emotional points at the end really well. Uh, I think that Arnold Schwarzenegger just really fucking upped his game in, in those few years in between, <clears throat> And uh, really, really sell, like helped sell that movie for me. So, all right. Well, I took your best supporting and made it my best lead. Whoa! <laughs> uh, Arnold even though I, I loved the character more and, and T one, you know, I thought he did a great job playing this uh, cyborg type machine that had to slowly evolve into being more human. You know, I mean, that had to have been kind of a bitch part to play. You know, mm-hmm. you start out as a cyborg and just. Little by little throughout the film, you have to show more humanity because mm-hmm. you're learning from this child and his mother. And I, I think Arnold did a great fucking job yeah. of doing that. You know, I mean, you could like even just tell just his, his expressions and even the way he spoke. Mm-hmm. He was just slowly doing it. And like I said, that would have to be really fucking hard to do to kind of play a mix. You know, you're a cyborg becoming human. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm going the same way, Arnold Schwarzenegger as the T-800 in Terminator 2 as my best lead. He has to write a really fine line between being robotic and convincing as a Terminator, but also bring that humanity so you know that he's evolving into something more than just a machine. And I think he does that. He brings humor to the role, pathos. But also, aside from just his personality, he still has the body language and the physicality that makes him convincing, a convincing action star. Mm-hmm. But it's just those facsimiles of emotion that are so poignant and that make you realize, okay, this is like a different character than from what anything we've ever seen. And he pulls it off really well, so I have to give him a best lead just for pulling it that mm-hmm. off. Um, I went with Linda Hamilton in T2 as Sarah Connor. Um, and for, for similar reasons that you guys were talking about, I mean, she has to come back. T1, you know, she's this, this character, and she has a lot of evolution through that movie. And then T2, she comes back, and they're like, okay, you're in a similar situation. You're still getting hunted down, but now you're hardened. Now you have to be a badass. And, oh, by the way, we have to believe you're the same 
person you were mm-hmm. before, so we need you to play it in a way that yeah. makes us right. believe you're still Sarah Connor. Mm-hmm. So that uh, I thought that, that there was some subtlety there and that she did a great job and that she was believable as somebody who had become this badass, so uh, that's why I went with her. Yeah, this is best lead, and it's Linda Hamilton. Uh, Linda Ham- This is Linda Hamilton's movie in Terminator 2. Um, and it is, it is like you said, taking the same character, but having to make a completely new character out of the same fucking person. And you have to come back, you know, fucking ripped. You have to come mm-hmm. back ready to go from being a damsel in distress to being the fucking action star of this movie. Yeah. You have to be, like, the strong-headed person, but you've also got to have these emotional, like, flashback scenes and these, like, weird dreams that you're having. And... Leno Hamilton has to fucking be in a mental hospital and play crazy and like she she does such a good job like you if you didn't know it was the same person in the two movies you would have no fucking idea that like they what she was doing like she is so so different from herself in the first movie and it's to the benefit to this this movie in T2 and she fucking kills it so yeah she she earns it 100% right on uh, best scene, uh, this one was a bitch. I mean, both movies had a lot of great scenes. Yeah. Uh, we talked about one of them, uh, Kyle's Nightmare in Terminator 1. Great fucking scene there. Um, and also, uh, Lin- well, Linda Hamilton's uh, Nightmare in Terminator 2. You know, for just being burned alive by the yeah. snooze That was fucking awesome. And also, I mean, what doesn't scream early 90s action movie like Arnold Schwarzenegger with a goddamn minigun. Yeah. I mean, that, that's just a poster and a half. But for me, I went with, uh, officially went with Terminator 2. Uh, from the time John Connor leaps out of the, the mall or gallery or whatever they're at, mm-hmm. being chased by a semi up until the time the, the burning tire rolls out and yeah. Arnold's ready to shoot it. That mm-hmm. whole fucking chase scene was goddamn amazing. I mean, you had Arnold Schwarzenegger chasing both of them down on a motorcycle Shooting locked gates so he could blow through them, uh, jumping off to chase them, getting around the semi, grabbing John Connor. The whole time, this, you know, T-1000 nightmare is gunning you down in a giant truck, going through, you know, getting the top blocked off, everything. You don't know it at the time, but let's the fire did nothing to him whatsoever. Yeah. You know, just the whole scene was just the best ever. I loved it. It was well shot. Mm. Just everything yeah. done great. Great action scene. But I, w- I also went with Terminator 2, but I went with the sabotage of Cyberdyne. It's just a great scene, top to bottom. There's a lot going on. It's a long scene. Uh, you have them, the team of intrepid heroes, bypassing the security systems. And sometimes they fail, like when the gas goes off and they have to figure out, okay, now we have to have gas masks and uh, try to figure out how to get through that. Um, then you have the term, the T-800 uh, trying to push back the cops, not once, but twice. Uh, first, he just blows up the cop cars. And there's a especially funny scene where the heads-up display comes up and says, Casualty 0.00. Mm-hmm. It's just a nice moment of levity, levity which is kind of needed. Uh, and then finally, you have Dyson blowing himself up in order to destroy all of his work but he's he's on the verge of he's on the verge of death yeah. anyways but it's still a badass way to go out just uh in just the commentary on the guy who actually created this work that might destroy the apocalypse actually trying to blowing it up and trying to prevent the future from happening it's a nice message there so i just felt there's a lot going on story-wise and just a lot of great action beats as well so that's why it gets my best scene 
Really they they could have mm-hmm. just taken the weight out of his hand, right? They could have yeah. just, like, knocked him over or something. I don't know much longer like, I can hold this. I don't know. Was, okay, we'll leave. No, you could have just walked up and, like, okay, we'll hold it. <laughs> gotcha, boy. That, that, that was my runner-up, and, and I agree. I mean, he has this choice with his, his death. He is dying, but he could have, like, gone out and people would have remembered him for all that work he does. And yeah. Instead, mm-hmm. he erases himself completely mm-hmm. from the world. So that was a close runner-up for me. My best scene was the final scene of Terminator 2. I just think it's been so tense, the whole movie. And then you get to the end of that. Sarah Connor is, is you know, blasting him in the chest, and it's the same old shit. He's healing from it. Arnold comes up on the, you know, the cogs of the wheel, pull him up. He blasts him with a rocket launcher, goes into the, the melting iron, and then it's still not over, right? He yeah. still does that morph into everybody he's killed, and so you still are like waiting for him to die, and they show off some of the technical achievements that that were really cool for the time. Yeah. Um, and then you know, then you have that emotional part right after that, where where Arnold, um, the T eight hundred, has to die. So for me, that was that just had so much in that one scene that it it won my best scene. Nice. Um, yeah, I almost went with that, but I actually went with Wayne's. I love that fucking, like, motorcycle chase. Mm-hmm. It is so fucking good. Like, it's just, like, it's incredibly shot, uh, for especially for an action scene. Uh, and it's just, it's just, if you're not, if you don't, if you've never seen it, just go fucking YouTube yeah. that and just watch that scene. Like, from the moment, yeah, that he run, he catches the, the T-1000 chasing him down, like, and just gets the fuck out of there. Exactly. If you've the, never seen it before and you watch yeah. that scene... You're gonna be a Terminator. Yeah, you, and, you know? and then to to the reveal that like the roles are reversed from what you think they are, and like, is this is the first you know or no it, it, that time when he just pulls the fucking shotgun out of the goddamn roses is fucking cool. <laughs> like, yeah, there's some some really cool shit going on all the way until they fucking ramp that goddamn motorcycle off. Oh, so fucking great! I just one of my Good favorite action scenes of all time. Uh, defining moment uh, for me is a, uh, a quote: uh, Terminator Ooh. Two. When the T-800 says, it's in your nature to destroy yourselves. This is coming from a fucking cyborg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it is. It's just an amazing, amazing thought that this thing that's not, you know, yeah, he's kind of learning to be human. But let's face it, he's only like a part of the way there. And his outside observation of looking at humanity in general is like, you guys are just destroying yourselves. You know, to me in a way it was a little depressing because it's almost like, you know, even if this big... You know, thing doesn't happen. Skynet doesn't go online. We're still fucked. Except it's not going to be robots that do it. It's going to be ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, it was just such a sobering line. It just makes me think a lot. Yeah. My best defining moment is the T-800 giving a thumbs up as it drowns in molten metal in T-2. That was fucking it's, cool. <laughs> not only is it fun, a funny moment, it's also a poignant one. It really defines... What the T-800 has evolved into from the beginning of the film to the end of the film in T-2. And it's, so it's, it sums up that up in just one motion. What that character has gone through and what it has become. So that's why it gets my defining moment. Mine is, is Terminator 2 as well. And it's when the T-800 meets John Connor for the first time. Because now we, um, you know, you've seen the first one. The Terminator is the bad guy, right? Uh, Arnold's the bad guy, and then he meets John Connor, and it goes on the chase and and all that shit, and you're like, oh, this movie's different. (laughs) I mean, it's the same, but our characters are different, and and the movie is different, and so for me, that kind of defined not only 
uh, you know, that movie, but the three amazing sequels. <laughs> <laughs> amazing is not the word I want to use. All right, all right. Whatever floats your boat. <laughs> Um, for me, I, I'm in agreement. It's, it's the last scene of Terminator 2, uh, from the fight all the way down to, you know, uh, the T-800, knowing it needs to kill itself, uh, to save humanity, because, you know, if there's parts of me left, someone can, you know, use me as a weapon. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the, that finally understanding, you know, I now know why you cry. I can't cry, but I, I know why you cry. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's really good. It's, it's... It's a cool homage to the end of the first one, and and that thumbs up is just always great. Cool. Watching it go down into the the fucking smelting lava is fucking great. Uh, best director, obviously, one of James Cameron. Wrong choice. Bullshit. Wrong. But uh, Terminator Two, just because, I mean, it's the difference between doing a really good job in Terminator One and just doing a fucking amazing job in Terminator Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it wasn't just because he had a bigger budget either. You know, it's almost like he, he had learned something between 84 and 91, you know, and he, he applied that to making Terminator 2, and he just showed that the guy just really, well, upped his game. Mm-hmm. You know, he had more skills, and he used them. Yeah, so I also go with James Cameron for Terminator 2. <coughs> the action sequences, I thought, were better, more yeah. elaborate, more polished, more inventive. I mean, like... Like Wayne mentioned, the chase with the big rig, chasing the motorcycle uh, early in the film. Then you have the Cyberdyne sabotage. Then you have the chase at the end of the movie. All of it's great stuff. The acting, I think, is a lot better in this movie from Arnold Schwarzenegger, from Linda Hamilton. Edward Furlong still does a pretty good job. Robert Patrick. Uh, then you also have a nice balance between story and action. I thought the first film was a lot story heavy and with some action sequence this is a fairly nice balance you have a action sequence they need to take take a little bit of time to slow down and it, it goes that way throughout the rest of the movie so i thought it was like more balanced in that respect and again i mean part of it's the budget but it does look like a much more polished movie so that's why i have to give him by best director same for me cameron and t2 um and I think it's, you know, we see a lot of movies now that have a huge budget and have a big time director and then they end up being shit, right? Oh, yeah. There's yeah. such a... Um, Everything by Michael Bay. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, there's, there's, there's something to be said about a bigger budget and more time on the script to, you know, yeah. to really hone that in. But then you have to deliver, right? And James yeah, Cameron does yeah. with this movie. That's well, because so, he gives a fuck. I yeah, mean. <laughs> I, I mean, he could have fucked it up, right? And he didn't. Um, and so there's just so much more to do, and he nails it, and it's obvious in the final product. Well, guys, I am going with a tie. I Ooh, I can't right. I can't discredit what he does on Terminator uh, with the the low budget, a, a serious passion project, like his mm. real like first movie that he helmed and like got to be the full reins on he did like piranhas 2 or yeah. something before yeah. this the spawning king of the sequel um but it, it this was such a labor of love he was living in his car when he wrote this like when they filmed this they did a lot of guerrilla filmmaking just like most of the movies done at night because they didn't have yeah they didn't have permits to do a lot of things they were doing they just right. went out and shot things they he would like Tell Arnold, like, hey, just show up here, and we're going to put you in makeup, and you're going to go, and we're just going to start shooting. And, like, 90% of the extras in that movie have no fucking idea they're in a movie. That's pretty fucking cool and on the low budget. And at the same time, James Cameron uh, with T2 is 
he's something special with sequels. Um, yeah. Like we mentioned, uh, Piranha 2 is pretty fun. <laughs> uh, not the one I meant to mention. Uh, Aliens is, you know, uh, this great departure from the original that stands on its own, yeah. and a lot of people consider better than the original. I don't. I like Alien more. But I like Terminator 2 a little bit more than I like Terminator. Spoiler! Um <laughs> And and I think that's that's a testament to his ability to adapt, use the same characters, and and get the same kind of emotions. But to be able to change the genre that you're in and get a completely different movie, even with the same kind of beats, pretty fantastic. Yeah. Well, I do want to add that based on the Terminator, I would have actually liked to seen James Cameron make another full flight horror film. I don't think yeah. that's going to happen now because so he's Ron is three D. Yeah, three <laughs> might have been better with him behind the camera. But I mean, now that he's doing all these Avatar movies, I don't think he's probably going to not do another genre film like that. So, but it would have been nice. I thought. I think. All right, uh, this is our wild card award. Wild card, where we can just kind of choose to well. Give whatever fucking award we want to. Okay. And with mine, I wanted to show some respect to Stan Winston. Okay. Nice. Uh, unbelievable special effects man. And yeah. giving it to Terminator 1 mm-hmm. just because of the budget he was given. I mean, this man can just, he could do anything. He's also did a lot of things for uh, Alien even mm-hmm. and uh, Alien, uh, Pumpkinhead. Just, just all kinds of sci-fi horror movies. Yeah. Uh, sadly, the man's dead now. But I, I really did want to give an award to him for what he did in Terminator 1. I mean, right. just pennies and this man made it just look on fucking believable no cgi the, the, yeah. the fake head yeah. the puppet head is is yeah. great when he's like fixing his fucking eye yeah. and shit it, like, it's just like this guy had talent he put hard work into it yeah. and it really shows on the film that he had a passion for what he did yeah okay so for my wild card I'm going with the best nude entrance. Uh, yeah, <laughs> nice. So for most of them, it's like the Terminators, and they're just like they're poised, they're clean, and it's like no big deal for them to travel through time, uh, just because well they're much they're hardy uh, characters, they're hardy machines. But then Kyle Reese just like falls from the sky. He's in pain, like I mentioned. He's disoriented. It just shows how rough time travel really is, especially for humans. So that's why I'm giving the best nude entrance to Kyle Reese in The Terminator. <laughs> nice. Did you just see a really bright light? He <laughs> yeah. stole my pants. <laughs> I went with best use of Terminator powers. Okay. Um, <laughs> nice. Nice. And so, I mean, there's a lot of things in T1 where it's clear that Arnold is not human, right? Mm, and, yeah. and same thing with T2. Um, but I went with the T1000 in that uh, uh, scene where the, he's kills the stepdad with the sword because you're seeing this like liquid metal for the first time how it can be all these different shapes while he's shape-shifted into somebody else having a conversation on the phone Mm -hmm. in a different voice um and it's just clear like this is not we're not in kansas anymore right so (laughs) very good multitasking yeah (laughs) you but i also love that they don't like show you that all at once like you hear the sound of someone being killed but you don't know what's going on off screen until a little bit later that's that helps like not just throw too much at you, like, oh, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> this guy's got a lot going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, uh, one of my favorite things about action movies, as cheesy as they can be, are kill lines. Yeah. So I love a good kill line, and I'm, I'm giving it to Terminator. Uh, I've said it before, it's I'll be back. Mm-hmm. As simple as it is, it is... It, it, it takes a minute for you to realize that it's really menacing. Because <laughs> at first it just seems like, oh, okay, oh that guy's going to come back, okay, cool. And he just goes and gets a car and fucking demolishes that fucking desk clerk. And then 
16, is that what you said? Yeah. 16 more people? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't need to kill those 16 people. Didn't really need to kill the first guy, but, you know, fuck it. I'm going to do that because I can, and I'll be back. It's just one of those simple, it's not cheesy like a lot of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies end up being. Um, it, it just, it works. I love I'll Be Back. Right on. Uh, best pick, you know, if you would have asked me before I rewatched these, I would have said Terminator 1. Mm-hmm. But after reviewing both of them, uh, the things I love about Terminator 1 are the story, and Arnold Schwarzenegger is just a badass T-800 cold-blooded killer. But Terminator 2 has so much more great stuff going for it. You know, so I, I had to weigh things out, and Terminator 2 did have more oomph, had more passion, it looked better. Like I said, I don't like the story as well, and I didn't quite like Arnold Schwarzenegger as a good guy as much. But at the end of the day, uh, Terminator 2 had a lot more going for it, and that's what I gave my best pick to. Surprised the fuck out of myself. <laughs> well, I also went best picture for Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Uh, it ups the ante in almost every level. Action sequences, story, uh, acting. I just really think it is the better movie. Um, it deepens the themes, adds some new ones, like about how humanity is doomed to destroy itself. But maybe we can teach machines to become more human and thus save ourselves. It's just a really uh, intricate balance between all of that and James Cameron pulls it off, as do as does everyone else who works on that worked on that movie. So that's why I have to give it the best picture. I agree completely. T two um, for a lot of the same reasons. I just think that while displaying how horrific humanity can be and humans can be to each other, it's a much more human film. Um, and that's just a line that, that's hard to walk, and, and that's why T2 gets it for me. No weird sex scenes either. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, 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 hand, no hand-holding, boob-grabbing sex scene. Check this out. Best film location, best character, best duo, best villain, best hero, best soundtrack, uh, best special achievement, best supporting actor, best lead, best scene, best defining moment, best director, and best picture. It's Terminator 2, yeah. hands down. Like, it dominated my awards for a reason. It's a vastly superior film. I think all the categories I mentioned are significantly better. You've, you've got things that are in common. Linda Hamilton ups her game. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger ups his game. James Cameron ups his game. Everything is, is bigger and better. Without being too over the top or too sequely, hmm. if that makes sense. Hmm. I think, and I, I will make a bold statement here without really digging too deep in, but I think Terminator 2 Judgment Day is the best sequel of all time, personally. Hmm. So that's where that's where I'm sticking. Not Troll 2? Not, no. No, <laughs> actually, I think they're pretty even. Troll and Troll 2. <laughs> Good God, Troll 2 is awful. But... We're going to take a little break. We're going to tabulate the scores. It's not going to take too long to do that, I don't think. Uh, and we will be right back. So this other guy, he's a Terminator like you, right? Not like me. A T-1000. Advanced prototype. You mean more advanced than you are? Yes. And me medic poly alloy. What the hell does that mean? Liquid metal. All right, folks. We are back. We've tabulated our little uh, awards here and we have determined a winner but first we're gonna go to the facebook pool and and talk about that a little <laughs> bit um it kind of went like it went tonight it was pretty one-sided it was 108 
Come to 16. Jesus Christ. One of our most man. voted in polls and uh, Terminator 2 Judgment Day ran away with it. Uh, people like Todd Polt said, I used to think T1 for years, but after the T2 re-release last year, not so sure anymore. Joshua Craig said, Judgment Day, easily the T-1000 was far more intimidating than Arnold's T-800. It's my personal favorite sci-fi film of all time. You got Mike Kalkin says, Terminator, but not by a lot. But the first film is tighter, leaner, more low-key. Uh, Todd Polt came back and said, yeah, but they're both killer movies. <laughs> like, he likes them both. And yeah, I understand that. I mean, uh, Francois Demorcry? De- 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 Demorcy. Demorcy! Francois de Morcy, if you're listening, fuck your name. <laughs> T1. <laughs> he said, T1 is better, even though I like 2 better. Story is better and grounded. Didn't know what to expect. Gritty. So, yeah. <laughs> Too bad the others were crap. <laughs> that, that's the most agreed upon yeah, statement yeah, of all that's time. The most agreed, everyone could agree that the Genesis Salvation and. We should have put those on the poll yeah. to see what they got. Uh, I, I <laughs> swear, if anybody would have voted for him, I'd have been, get the fuck out You're of here. Right, yeah. Um, but tonight, our, ours went pretty much the same way. Uh, T2 was more than double. Of Terminator was 47 votes to 22. Oh, yeah. Damn, ouch. All right, guys. Since Terminator 2 crushed, it is the only film that matters right now. And what matters is whether or not it is Pantheon worthy and we are all council members here so oh, this holds a lot of weight yeah. last thing that got kicked up princess bride got shut down pretty hard so let's see how this one does if it does get kicked up wayne start us off if you think terminator 2 deserves a kick I, up I, I i don't know how i'll vote in it on the end i'll probably rewatch it but i, I definitely think it deserves a kick up it's it's the what this is the second time for a Golden Idol award. It's the and third it, and, thing it's gone up, in. and it, it damn near, from what I understand, beat Die Hard. Yeah, it's pretty close. So like I said, I, I personally don't know which way I'll vote on it, but without a doubt, it, it's fought hard. It's been there. It, it deserves a chance. I say it's without a doubt Pantheon. It improves upon the first film on so many levels, like we mentioned before. I get that Pantheon feeling from it every time I watch it. It's just a great movie, probably one of the best action movies ever. De- definitely one of the best science fiction movies ever. It just takes everything so seriously that I can't help just loving it. So I definitely say yes to Pantheon. Nice. Jeremy? I've seen this movie like 30 times, and when I had to sit down and rewatch it for this, it was still completely enjoyable. I don't know when I'm not comparing it to T1 and when I'm just comparing it to itself mm. and what... And other Pantheon movies. Yeah, and other yeah. Pantheon yeah. movies, what I'll vote. But I think it deserves the chance to be evalu- evaluated that way. So I'd say yes. So it comes down to me, <laughs> does it? Huh. Well, I mean, I literally said I think Terminator 2 is the greatest sequel of all time. And that is merit enough on its own for a kick-up, at least. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I would give it a yes vote. I will watch it again. I always do. Um, but, yeah. It, it, it Five other council members also need to look at this. And, and we got to get, what, six yeses. So we got to get yeah. two-thirds of the vote. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But it looks like Terminator 2 is uh, now on the clock. It's got three weeks to be voted on. It's, so. got, it's getting its day in court, man. Yeah. I mean, the Pantheon's where the best movies go. So let's see if it's one of the best movies. It's no AFI, but it's 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 ours. It's our little home. <laughs> it's our little beautiful mantle of movie magic. <laughs> All right, uh, does anybody have any other comments about this marathon? Did you like it? Did you hate it? You know, 
where would you think it was going? I, I, I uh, for the longest time, I hadn't watched these in a long time, but throughout my life, you know, I've always watched them both back to back when I did watch them, and I always thought Terminator One was the better movie. But you know, after you know being a council member in the Navy for a while now, kind of getting that pantheon viewers eyes you know it, it really surprised me that terminator 2 came out as what i thought was a better picture all in all yeah i mean i definitely uh enjoyed revisiting these films i'm glad i did because so much of what i remembered from seeing them before uh i wasn't exactly correct and i i liked parts of these movies different parts of these movies this time around that i did before like like before we I did these verses, I was thinking in my head, well, my golden idols will probably go to this, this, and this, and that was completely not the case mm-hmm. because just I was looking through this through fresh eyes. So I'm I was definitely glad for the opportunity to revisit these films and watch them again. So I had a, I had a great time with them. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a fun versus. Both of these movies are iconic, right? Yeah, and, and oh, yeah. you know, sometimes we do some more obscure verses that also have a huge movie <laughs> in them, you know. Mm-hmm. But these are both huge movies. I mean, yeah. T one was supposed to be nothing, ended up being a cult classic. Yeah, a cult classic. Yeah. Then T two comes back and is a blockbuster from the beginning. So that's really fun to to compare two movies that that are so loved. And that you know, obviously, have that connection together. That that they're they're a good comparison to to one another. Yeah, I think that the movies go well together. For for me, it's this this isn't my favorite verses because I don't I don't like the movies as much or the verses so much when one thing kind of just <laughs> kicks ass. It, it kind of it's kind of just like paint by numbers. It's at a certain point, it's like yeah, this this movie's gonna win. But they're both great movies. I loved watching the movies themselves, mm. so I I certainly have no complaints whatsoever and who knows maybe we'll see it in pantheon here in three weeks so that's always that's always nice too all right wayne where can we find you yeah you can find me on uh, facebook and, and adventures in video land you can also find me on instagram can... that still baffles me what yeah, do you I... post on instagram still i nude pics yeah. oh okay <laughs> i think that's illegal on instagram free the nipple all right <laughs> you can find me in the facebook group adventures of video land you can find me on twitter you can find me on goodreads you can find me on wordpress you can find me on the group in facebook twitter js cliffo and arguing then, about libertarianism yeah, now <laughs> yeah just piss me off we'll have a great conversation <laughs> jeremy doesn't like to jump in unless he's gonna troll a little bit but you were getting a little serious on that one <laughs> you started off a little trolly and then it like clearly morphed into you being a little pissed off which was fun uh for me you can find me uh movie script life on all your social media kyle brown on the group uh, hit me up and I will just be a dick to you because that's what I like to do as well. Um, and as far as Adventures Video Land goes, where's the conversation end and start, Wayne? Right here. Well, on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Ask a literal question. I'm going to give you a literal answer. <laughs> the conversation starts and it ends on Facebook. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, Grinder. Pornhub, GeoCities, we're on the Space Jam website, I think, somewhere. I don't know. Uh, just type in Adventures Video Land. There's no other Adventures in Video Land. We are the, the one and only proprietors of that name. Anyways, it has been great being here tonight, guys. It's Loved it. Good. I love yeah, getting yeah. around with you folks and, and talking shit about shit. <laughs> shit about shit. I am a terrible rapper. Brad does so much better with wrapping these up. As everyone that's listening agrees. Alright, so uh, until next time. Peace out. Hasta la vista, baby. There you go. That was better.